everybody. Uh, we're listening to Giraffes Have Black Tongues. I'm Dave. And I'm Ralph. And sorry about interrupting that sweet, sweet jazz we were listening to. If you want to hear the rest, just go to Daniel Burbank's SoundCloud. Uh, if you want a link in the description, it is below. His name is Daniel Burbank. He is the sole reason why we get this smooth and tasty sound of beats we get. And if you want to hear the whole thing, he has a list of other songs. They sound amazing. We've both been, and they're, they're pretty good. All right, and one more thing here, or two more things, because we like to sell out a little bit. I want to give a shout-out to the guy that makes the sound smooth and pretty all the time, Donald Lewandowski, now doing video and audio. For all your video and audio needs, go to DonaldLewandowski.com. That's DonaldLewandowski.com. And one more shout-out to Full Grip Games, located on 121 East Market Street in Akron. Full Grip Games for your niche board game needs and card stuff. They also do Magic the Gathering, and they're really into Popper, which is a Magic the Gathering format. So they have Popper tournaments on Wednesdays, and they have Modern on Fridays. So come on down and, you know, get your game on. So how's your week been? My week's been pretty good. How about yours? I can't really complain. You know, the usual work and hate my life and then come back here and do the podcast. So, uh, that little flicker of somebody in hope. Yeah, the, yeah, the little go. flicker. But, you know, there is one thing I want to talk about. Now, you know, you guys may not know this because it's been a little while since we've been back for Dress Up Black Tongues. But if you ever get, if you ever want to thirst to see our dad bods, go to, uh, our uh, fabulous YouTube page. What's that YouTube page called? GHBT Minis. GHBT Minis. Like giraffes have black tongues, the initials, minis. Like mini episodes. So you get to watch, and we have a segment called Dave Reads Comics, I believe, right? We do, we do. And it's, it's literally what it is. If you love hearing Dave and his knowledge of comics, go check it out. You always get something new from Dave, and like I said, he's basically the nerd messiah here, so we... We go to him for everything of Kevin Smith and Stan Lee could have a baby with a beard, of course. It would probably slide right out of Kevin Smith and it would be Dave Stewart. You are setting such a high bar here right now and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. really disappoint everyone. I can't wait. Episode three, he just vomits <laughs> from the pressure. <laughs> but yeah, Giraffes Have Black Tongues Minis. That's our, that's our name and... You're going to get a lot more episodes, and this is our first time recording a video of the podcast. We're going to throw those on there, too. So now you get to see our faces while we do the episode. Try not to be too disappointed. Yeah, put, <laughs> put some beards to the voices. Yeah, put some, yeah. So, tell me, what have you been reading lately? Let's get, let's just jump right in to what the people love the most, some Dave knowledge. Again, now that bar you're setting is way too high. Listen, Maybe they, I deserve. they love hearing me talk about nothing, but <laughs> this is where we get our facts from the source here. This is Dave here. Um, okay, so we just recently did uh, another Baby Giraffes episode. So you can go on, check that out. It's on the podcast feed. You can download that on your iTunes and your uh, Google Play. Everywhere you get your podcast subscriptions from, it's on all of those. But yeah, I have finished one more book since that last episode came out, uh, Justice League of America, The Rebirth, Volume 3. Basically, what's going on in that one, I would mentioned in the, the Baby Giraffes episode that Batman Detective Comics has been my favorite Rebirth team so far, but that of all the other teams, JLA has the most potential to overtake it eventually. Okay. They're just kind of on a little bit delay of a delay as opposed to like all the other Rebirth storylines. Because they had to wait for other events to kind of play out in the Rebirth uh, continuity or whatever. So Lobo, we originally first find where he is because of the events of Justice League vs. Suicide Squad. Which I think DC sort of build up as like their attempt at like a Avengers vs. X-Men type of like huge event. But really it was like a one collected issue uh, event, so, so it kind of went very quickly. But anyway, we learned that J- uh, Lobo was a part of uh, Amanda Waller's original Justice League, or, sorry, Amanda Waller's original Suicide Squad team, and uh, she, at the end of it, she realized she couldn't control any of the members of it. They were all too powerful and crazy and godlike, so she locked them into an even more secure prison than uh, Bell Rev is. It's like a super secret prison that only she and a handful of people who work at it know about. Now, when you say she was trying to control these guys... Was she taking a typical leader role, or was she literally trying to have a team of basically slaves? 
So it's similar to like in the movie The Suicide Squad, if you've seen that, where yeah. she plants the bombs into everyone's brains, mm-hmm. and if they don't do what she says, she'll blow it up and just kill them. Because they're all super villains that, that are trying to turn over a new leaf as good guys. So if she can't control them, she'll just try to kill them, and no one will miss them because they were villains, really. So she realized that the the people she originally picked were all like godlike level characters that none of them feared death, and she couldn't guarantee that even if she blew up their uh, brain bombs, it would even kill them for sure. Because like one guy is like a, a parademon character called Johnny Sorrow. The other guy is Lobo, who regenerates. Another one is a, a more powerful sorceress than the Enchantress. Name I'm blanking on right now. But so it's a cast of four characters who are so like upper echelon of uh, strength. So we're talking like, like S class heroes, yeah, yeah, or like villains, or whatever DC yeah. refers to them as in their uh-huh. first. But yeah, so so she couldn't control them, so she locked them away. Lobo, that's where we find him. What goes on is a, a British intelligence officer who's turned rogue named Max Ford. He has a uh, controller where he can uh, mind control you. He takes over the four original Suicide Squad members, and he unleashes them as a way to draw out the actual Justice League so he can take control of Superman and Wonder Woman, like they're big bads. His Damn, eventual, could you like, imagine the mind control of Superman? You could do whatever you wanted. That'd be so dope. Yeah, like, his eventual endgame was, like, using them. He was going to uh, somehow control the entire mind of the world, everyone on the planet. But when he's taken over, like, all the Suicide Squad and Justice League members, there's four of them that kind of get trapped in a collapsed building when Superman kind of, like, bull rushes through it. So you got Batman, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Amanda Waller, and then a mind-controlled Lobo is stuck with them. They're all kind of trapped, thinking, like, oh, we're absolutely dead. It's Lobo. He's on par with Superman as far as strength goes. His, his backstory is he's a uh, a mercenary and a bounty hunter from alien planet. So, I mean, he, he has had many showdowns with Superman where they kind of draw even. And eventually, he'll just get tired of putting forth effort and now, just be like... Now, let me ask you this. He's from an alien planet, so is the sun giving him the same effect? Is that where he's getting his strength from? What do we what do we know here? I don't think it is. Um, he's just a badass. Yeah, he is. He is absolutely a badass. He rides around on like this weird alien motorcycle, got, like a leather vest. He has this oh, giant sick. like chain scythe combo weapon, which mm. is kind of cool. He's always smoking cigars, which absolutely cool. Absolutely cool. We we here at Dress yeah. Black Tongues do not advocate the cool cool activity of smoking. The cool cool effects that smoking cigarettes and <laughs> cigars will have on your social life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> But uh, so so Batman's big plan to like uh, stop Lobo's and Rampage. He blows up his brain bomb. Lobo's power is he regenerates quickly. He's basically like the DC Wolverine kind of in that way. Mm-hmm. So while he's like laying there headless and just like half dead, regrowing a head, the four of them like come up with a plan to kind of stop Max Lord and skip him forward a little ways. They they do stop him. As a payment for saving Amanda Waller's life. Wait, now, who's regrowing the head at this point? Lobo. Lobo. Batman blows up his brain bomb to, like, sever his head. So he's kind of laying there, like, headless, but still alive, just regrowing a a head. Because Batman Batman realizes that the mind control is on the brain that's inside of the head Lobo had before he blew it up. And now that he's going to have a new brain inside this new head, it won't be under control, so they can hopefully reason with him. Oh, that's pretty smart. It's it's kind of crazy, but yeah, yeah, super comic book-y scenario there. So, when that book ends, Lobo tells Batman he owes him one for uh, for getting him out of that mind control shit. And then also, Killer Frost in this point in time was uh, recruited onto the Suicide Squad because Amanda Waller just realized her power isn't just like ice and snow manipulation. She's actually a heat vampire basically where she gets her power and she can level it up by draining the body heat of others uh, so she has ice and snow manipulation and can do the heat vampire thing yeah yeah that's kind of like the more core base of her powers like all that snow and like ice stuff that she gets it's all based off of uh, what power level she has from how much heat she's absorbed from others oh so, so very like she briefly drains superman close to death and she let off this like world-shattering uh, snowstorm-type blast. Amanda Waller noticed that, and she wants to just control Killer Frost now as well as, like, her ultimate backup plan weapon. But in exchange for saving her life, she grants Batman one favor, and Batman wants Killer Frost in his custody because he's forming a new Justice League of America team, sort of like a, a B-squad of J- Justice League. So Waller reluctantly grants that. Lobo owes him a favor. Batman immediately cashes not, in. You know, not to interrupt, 
And if you guys remember, this is not too uncommon, eventually the Justice League is just full of superheroes at one point. At Justice League peak, because, you know, I don't know what phase the Justice League is in at this point, but at peak, there's like probably 300 people in a goddamn cafeteria eating food, so. Yeah. Yeah, this is the basis. Batman's just trying to get more and more heroes. And like, like during the whole uh, New 52 storylines, Justice League of America, they started doing those stories just because Green Arrow wanted on the Justice League. And they're like, uh, we're, we're kind of out of your league. We're, we're like real, actual, powerful people. Damn. You're, you're, not, you're not on level with us. He's like, Batman doesn't have powers. So like, yeah, but Batman's not you. He's a little bit better than you. I'm sure that pissed the Green so, Arrow off severely. So yeah, just despite them, Green Arrow started the Justice League of America during the 52 rewrite storyline. That's like their uh, backstory forward then. Nice. Yeah, so so this team is, is comprised of Lobo, Killer Frost. He brings in Black Canary, who Batman is on like 9,072 different DC storylines right now. Black Canary's got maybe like seven, so she's like number two as far as like on different books that are going on. Oh, okay. So she's kind of just like the one who's going to fill in as the leader when Batman is off in all of his other storylines. He also brings in Vixen, who if you're not familiar with her... She's got a power amulet. She's a supermodel with a power amulet that lets her make astral forms of any animal she wants. So it's not like a physical morphing so into an animal. So she's just like doing Patronum, basically, Harry Potter style. Yes. I, I, I'm not I, familiar with Harry Potter. For those of you that know, yeah. So wait, how is this a solid power? This sounds kind of poop. Like the, is How realistic is this astral projection of the animal? So, I mean, if she kills you with it, it'll still somehow physically kill you. Oh, so, okay. I, I can't, I'm probably explaining it wrong. I just know it's not like where Beast Boy turns into an actual animal. She doesn't do it like that. Like, she's still herself, but she can, like, use the powers and abilities of animals. I'm not super familiar with the character myself, so I would probably need to actually read some backstory. Okay, so she can get, like, bear strength and such? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If she wants to, like bulldoze the door she can turn into like a bull and charge it and knock it down or she could fly if she needs to by using like a, a winged creature mm, okay. he recruits him and then there's some newer characters there's the ryan Choi version of the atom his whole backstory and during the prelude is the actual atom ray palmer he, he's lost in the microverse which is like he shrank down so tiny and minuscule and he's now in some ultra-huge universe that controls all of time and space in D.C. So he's lost somewhere in there, and Ryan Choi has been trying to uh, save him. He was just his lab assistant at, at the college. He was just kind of, like, documenting everything that uh, the Atom would find when he was on these little trips into the microverse. But he ended up getting lost one day because his belt stopped working, and Ryan Choi is trying to save him and rescue him and bring him back. Batman promises to do whatever he can in his free time to help him find the Atom, because it is his friend and confidant as well. And then the last character is another one I, I've never heard of or read anything about before this, uh, called The Ray. Um, the Ray. Yeah, I, I think he's kind of most similar to, like, the Babino twins in Marvel, which is North Star and Aurora. Mm-hmm. North Star is a speedster who can also fly, and then Aurora projects, like, sort of light shards that she kind of shoots out, sort of like a, a dagger kind of does. So, I mean, he's kind of like a combination of both those powers, where he can travel at the speed of light, and he can also kind of disappear at light speed so that you can't see him with, like, the naked regular eye. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he's got potential to be cool. I just don't know anything at all about him. Oh, okay. So... All of this version of Volume 3, what's going on is one team of Lobo, Batman, the Atom, Killer Frost. They shrink down and go into the microverse because at the end of Volume 2, it closes with Ryan Choi actually picking up a signal from Ray Palmer's belt saying, hey, if you can hear this, I need your help, Ryan. You gotta come save me. And he freaks out because that's his mentor. That's that's the guy he, he's been spending this whole Time rebirth storyline yeah, trying to save. Feels like he owes it to him. So yeah, he, he immediately goes with those four. All side quest storyline with like Vixen, Canary, and Ray. They're kind of dicking around with this like villain terror that's kind of been around since volume two, just kind of popping up every now and then because he has sort of like teleportation powers. Yeah. So their storyline's not super important, but the whole thing takes place in the microverse where they're trying to track down Ray Palmer. They originally find his belts, but it's on a woman, alien. They're not aliens. I don't know what they are. They, they all just appear as like sort of aliens because they're microverse characters. So they're not normal things from our dimension or universe or whatever? No, no, I know, I know what you're saying. 
So they, they meet this girl named Prion, and she's got Ray Palmer's belt on. And Ryan Choi is super suspicious because he's like, hey, how did you get this? She tries to explain that he gave it to her as a gift. Uh, Ryan doesn't believe that. Well, especially since he literally just heard from him a little bit Like, ago. I need help. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the last part of his message was, don't trust anybody. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I forgot that's about a key. that. That's, yeah, that's, okay. that's a big part of this, too. Yeah, that's a big... Yeah, I'd be like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so they're super skeptical of her. And at the same time, there's like a, a different group of people or creatures. And they meet this guy named Aaron Ott, who I'm, I'm certain I'm mispronouncing what the fuck his name is actually supposed to be. But it's it looks like it's just Aaron and the last name Ott. So we're going with that. That's what I'm going to refer to him as. So he's claiming that he's Ray Palmer. Also, like, if Dave's wrong in any way, remember, we love feedback. And now that we have YouTube and you see our video of us goofing about Feel free to correct us. Yeah, yeah. Or shout it out on our Facebook page or Giraffes HBT Pod on the Twitters. Yep. Um, also, before we keep going, because I'm super stoked now that we have video, can you show them your sweet tattoo you have now? Yeah. yeah Thundercats, man. I don't know if it's showing up there <laughs> because we we are very we're very poor here at Giraffes Have Black Tongues. So we have what I like to call a very uh, rigged system, but we'll find out later. We're now accepting applications for interns who want to be cameramen. Yep, intern. Remember, keyword intern for yeah. free. Yeah. College credit. <laughs> Here, giraffes have black tongues. We give you good references. That's your payment, and you get to stare <laughs> at us. So there you go. There you go. But yeah, no, continue. I'm, I'm sorry for being rude. No, no, awesome tattoo. Okay, so yeah, so they meet the one guy who's claiming he's his friend and his partner while he's been down in the microverse. And they've also got the lady. Aeronaut hits her with a stun gun that kind of knocks her out. And then he's like, oh, I just saved you guys' lives. You're welcome. Let's go and find Ray Palmer. You can trust me. They're like, well, you said not to trust anybody. But yeah, you, you proved that that lady was bad just because you said so. And we've never met you before. But yeah, we're going to follow your word. So they go with this guy and they shrink down even more and more. They eventually do find Ray Palmer. There's a sort of god creature planet, even though it's not a planet. It's like a microverse planet uh, called Mazga or Magza. Again, I don't know how to say these words, so tell me the correct way if you want. But we're going to say Mazga. They, they shrink down and find him, and that's where Ray Palmer is. He's, there's a giant like rip inside the microverse uh, time stream that he's uh, attempting to save. And Aeronaut, it turns out this whole time that he was the bad guy one, not Breon. When Ray sees that they brought Aaron with them, he freaks out. He goes, what did you do? You've killed us all. And then Aeronaut sort of uses one of the time stream belts on Ryan Choi to shrink them down so that those guys, the JLA, are all useless. It's just him and Ray Palmer. They battle for a little bit. Eventually, Aeronaut reveals himself to be a new microverse supervillain called the Null. Um, he, he noticed the time stream rip, and he realizes there's nothing he can do to save it. So instead of like trying to figure out a way to stop it, he just wants to kill off everyone in existence to prevent them from any suffering that may come from this rip. I mean, that's a little extreme. So, I mean, it is extreme, but at least it's like a villain's backstory where you can, like, almost sort of see his point and be like, oh, so it's not like, yeah, I just want to rule the world for, like, dick reasons. Yeah, and he also has potential to go good. Yeah, yeah. things could work itself out. It's a nice, like, change of pace on, like, the villain backstory there. But uh, eventually what eventually happens is Ryan Choi... And the Ray Palmer are uh, able to team up together and beat him. And it's revealed Ray Palmer and uh, Breon have sort of they've been dating this whole time and he's been stuck in the multiverse. He tells Ryan Choi, you did everything right. I'm super proud of you. You're exactly who this world deserves as the Atom. I'm going to stay here and try to figure out what this rip in the time stream is with Breon. And we're going to try to fix it and save all of existence. And Batman, again, is just like, oh, yeah, if you ever need any help, send me a message. I'll help you out whenever I can. Get through multiple you know, tiny dimensions. You know. Send me a message. I have your friend now, so I have access to it, I guess. But uh, the whole time all throughout all of DC Rebirth, what's going on is uh, it originally started out with uh, Wally West just randomly like popping back up in the time stream somehow. And they found a button with like a smiley face on it and a teardrop that Batman and the Flash have been trying to like track down and figure out where it's coming from. And what caused this rip in the time stream is finally like the first DC story that we see with like a hint of the Watchmen and that big crossover event. And let me tell you, Dave, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I yeah. just want to. I just there's. I just want to see Horshack versus Batman so bad. Like I, I know when I checked on Amazon to see if like any of the collected issues are out yet, it's still only on like issue five or six that just got released. So hopefully in the next couple months they'll, they'll release those ultimate Watchmen in DC. There's so many things like that. Like and you know, uh, here's a fun fact. If we can talk about Marvel for a second, 
Do you know, technically speaking, the Ninja Turtles are in the Marvel Universe. I didn't know. Didn't know that, did you? I thought they were on DC since they're in the Injustice game now. Oh, well, they have, uh, they probably got bought by DC, but technically speaking, back when Ninja Turtles were being a thing, they were, uh, they had a, uh, Marvel rights at first, but then they just branched off. Oh, so, like, DC picked them up after I I think, yeah, after a while. Okay, because I have seen, like, DC, or DC has done, like, Batman and the Ninja Turtle, like, crossover things in the past. How much would you pay for turtles versus juggernaut all day god well we're not gonna get it we're not gonna get into that i'll do a little i'll do a little back (laughs) research for you guys on the next episode but yeah the watchman oh my god that would be so sick yeah so so what the big reveal was on like the last page of it it's dr manhattan's arm ripping into like this dc uh universe that's what caused that giant rip so so they're coming so i'm super excited for whenever those and that's actually kind of nice because dr manhattan could probably just fix the rip that he made because he's fucking dr manhattan Good, but then there wouldn't really be like any reason to continue on with the storyline. It's true. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, yeah. Whatever happens, it's going to be awesome, though. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dave, for your uh, comic knowledge and wisdom here. You know, there's something I want to talk about that I want. I was very hyped for. There's this game called Death Road to Canada. I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, I think I'm saying it right. Death Road to Canada. I hope it's not like Road Trip to Canada or something <laughs> weird. But it is an 8-bit game. It's on the phone right now. It's like 11 bucks. It is a mix between Oregon Trail and Zombies, and I know there's a game like that out already for the phone, but it's way, way on a whole other level. I got a chance to show Dave. I mean, what do you think about the game? How'd you like it? Yeah, that, that little uh, run-through that you showed me looked awesome. Like, when it comes on the console, I would absolutely yeah. buy it. But... It's coming on the console. Now, uh, from what me and Dave could tell, it's an 8-bit game. You're hacking, slashing zombies. You're looking for, you know, equipment, food, ammunition... But your character also, you can make your own character, and it's multiplayer, so two people can play. And we'll probably do a uh, Drafts Have Black Tongues minis about it when it comes to console. Or I have screen mirroring on my phone, so maybe we'll do one of us doing individual plays on the phone, and you guys can just watch us do that. We'll, we'll, We'll figure it out. So, you make your character, he has traits and abilities. You'd be a mechanic. There's like how many traits? There was like a super list of traits. There was a laundry list full of them. Yeah, dog befriend dog. Yeah, yeah, like friend of dog, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Like, there's so many lists of traits and abilities, and you know, you use them throughout the game to help you get ahead. Like, you can charm, be charming, and charm your way to talking to people to help you. You can be a mechanic because you have a car when you start, and like your car breaks down, you're gonna need a mechanic. I think that's the most valuable one. Like. Someone has to be a mechanic when you start. You're going to be fucked. You could be a warrior. I think like surgeon and surgeon. pistolier. Yeah, pistolier, which obviously means you're probably a fucking straight thug with a pistol. And you get in your car, and when your car's going, it's literally like Oregon Trail. Something happens, you make a decision what you want to do, but then it gets so much more because, like, let's say you're going to a mall because you want supplies. You get out and you start going to the mall and there's zombies everywhere. These zombies, like, have sim- like a lot of intelligence. If you go in one room and you're there too long, they'll start pouring into that room. It's crazy. Yeah, I did like that little attribute of the game, too. That looked cool. What do you think your favorite aspect of the game, like, the feel of the game was? Like, uh, I, I mean, I like the idea of it being an 8-bit game, sort of, like, reminiscent of, like, the early 90s NES games. But also it has a sort of like Dead Rising kind of feel where it's just horde after horde of zombies. It seems like they're never ending. Yeah. That combination there. Well, you have a zombie forecast when you get out too and it tells you like how heavy the hordes are. I don't know if you can kill all the zombies in the area, but we saw stuff like there's a gym. And I'm assuming if you kill all the zombies in the area, you can work out and stuff and you can keep working out. When we saw the playthrough, the guy tried to crank up the heat and work out. He sprained himself and he couldn't work out anymore. I imagine because he also had a, a buddy sidekick on his team at that point, and I think it was describing that guy as like a wimp. But I imagine if you like switch to that guy and have him maybe work out a little bit, maybe it increases like his stamina or like strength. Oh, and that's another thing. I'm glad you said that. So when you pick your traits, the ones you pick are revealed, and everything else is hidden. So we pick a warrior. Your toughness might be revealed, but your strength's hidden. And I think when you achieve your goals, like when he got on that bike, it said his strength has been revealed and he got a sad emoji face because your goals and feats are revealed once you do the activity you do to make yourself that title, if that makes sense. 
Because we saw one where they helped somebody and their morale was revealed finally. And they got smiley face emoji. So I'm assuming the better the emoji, the stronger you are. So Yeah, no, no poop emojis. Yeah, so you have to earn your claim to fame. So if you're going for warrior... You have to earn it, or you'll get like angry. Fa- I think I think you got like a hurt face emoji. So his guy's probably not very strong right away, even though that's a specialty. It's weird. I'm definitely excited for it. It's coming out to consoles. I don't know when. They didn't say, but like I said, it's on the iPhone right now for eleven bucks. And if it's on Android, I don't know if it's on Android. It might be cheaper. You know how that works. iPhone just wants to charge you money. So, but another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the Black Panther movie. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, because here drafts have black tongues, even though we want to spoil it for you, we don't want to fuck it up for ourselves, and Dave has not seen it. Hey, hey, I, I came up with that. Spoil everything for everyone, so if you want to, go for it, man. Yeah, if you want to if you want to take your time out and comment, and put, Dave will read it, and he'll get really bummed out, but he'll enjoy that you fucked it up for him. Yeah, to be fair, I tried firing it the other day, I just... All the wrong link, so... I'm going to try to find something so we can watch it and then maybe do a mini about it. So, all I'm going to say is... Now, for those of you that don't know until we have had visual video, I'm African-American. I thought when I was going to see this movie that it was a lot of black people hype. And, and it's not that it's a big deal that it's an all-black cast. I think that's great. And I think that if people want to see it because of that, I think that's awesome. Because... Let him have something. If if a little kid wants to have a superhero to look up to, he's never heard about Marvel. You know, don't shame him for it. Be like, you know what? Here, if you if that's your niche and you're excited that that's a thing, yeah, that's great. But I thought it was just hype because it was all like ninety percent black cast. I saw that movie. That movie was fucking amazing. It is, you know, I'm sure you know the all black casting is great, but that movie was just well written. The villain is like one of the best villains I've ever seen. The whole movie was flawless. The cutscenes are great. It, it was like literally the best Marvel movie that's came out, period, so far. Does Captain America make an appearance in this one to like tie them all in? My lips are sealed. Because No, no, I, I just want to know because now you've got both Human Torches in the one same Black Panther movie. It's funny and stupid to me. These like two characters who have both, the two actors who have both played the Human Torch are now in the same Marvel universe. Well, I can't tell you. Sadly. I cannot. That's... Oh. I cannot tell maybe, you. Maybe Killmonger will be in the Infinity War. Then, then they'll do it. Maybe. Hopefully. Well, we have that new Fantastic Four movie. Who was the new flame? Doesn't that count? That was, that was Michael B. Jordan. Was it Michael yeah. B. Jordan? Jesus! Killmonger. Again! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Michael B. Jordan. Oh, my God. Oh, well. But, yeah, no. Killmonger was great. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to tell you guys, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It is probably one of the greatest... I There was not a moment where I was not overly hyped for this fucking movie. It was just perfect. Let's talk about the Infinity Wars. Now, I'm glad you're here, Dave, because I was debating with people, and I was like, well, the only person that might know this is Dave. Now, we know Vision has the Mind Stone. We know the Power Stone was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Who the fuck is the Soul Stone at? Have they even said? Okay, so I'm trying to remember which ones they are. They've revealed all of them, but I think it's one or two. I th- Maybe I two one or one. I think it is the soul stone. So the one that people keep forgetting about online is that, that red mist thing that Malachite was using in Thor 2. There's like a red liquid. So that's supposed to actually be one of the other stones as well. Oh, okay. So some people keep overlooking that. I think that's all of them. Because uh, soul stone, is, Vision has the one. Uh, yeah, Vision the has, has one. Yeah. Well, they are. I was watching a video about it on YouTube. Yeah, I have no idea where the Soul Stone is, and that's the one where I'm most confused. A lot of the speculation online is because Captain America is somehow able to stop the gauntlet when it, or when he's able to stop Thanos' hand when he's wearing the gauntlet already with two of the stones on it. They're speculating that Captain America clearly has to have one of the stones equipped on himself because there's no possible way he could be powerful enough to stop the uh, Thanos, mm-hmm. especially if he's got the power stone already. Well, I wonder what stone he would have. Maybe the soul stone. I don't know yeah, how and, that would make that work. But if, yeah. yeah, if any of you know, if any of you know, please let me know. I just, I'm thinking back and that's the only stone I didn't see. So what'd you think about the trailer? It got me very excited for it. Yeah, it didn't give us a big reveal. I'm assuming the battlefield is going to be in Wakanda. Am I saying that right? Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. So I. That's what it looks like. It looks fantastic, but there's not much they give you. I wonder if we're going to get any heralds or anything, any kind of 
Because how does Thanos roll? Does he have heralds like Galactus does? Or So in this, it's going to be the Black Order. They're actually fairly new. The comic books from like early 2000s. Corvus Glaive is like his main commander. That's his number one. That's the guy who we see like clawing out the uh, Mind Stone of Vision in the trailer. Mm-hmm. He has a, uh, a giant Corvus or staff thing that he uses. As long as he's holding that, he can never die. It makes him invincible. He's oh. all next level badass. His wife is Proxima Midnight. She's a, a giant. She has the. She's the one who in the Who's other part wife? of the trailer. Uh, no, no, Corvus is. Okay. She's the one who's kind of like pointing the thing at Loki when they showed that one trailer where he's like, I know this is smashing Thor's head. Unless Loki gives him something more, assuming it's one of the other stones. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one who's kind of holding them captive there doing that. And then in the comic books, his name is Black Dwarf. In this one, they've renamed him as like Call Obsidian. Something they renamed him something uh, I forget what, but yeah, I don't know why they're not just going with Black Dwarf anymore. That's his name in the books. But he's the brute of the team. He's the muscle. That's all he is. He's, he's Corvus Glaive's brother. And then the fourth member of this team is Ebony Maul, who he's uh, he's really mostly just like a manipulative liar. He just gets inside your mind. He can control you with your mind. That's pretty sick. Yeah. He's the one who, uh, in the trailer, is, like, fucking with Doctor Strange when they see Doctor Strange with all those, uh, like, light shard spiderweb things all over him. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's pretty sick. Uh, I'm pretty excited about these these guys that I've not I've only gotten small glimpse of. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the whole reason why Thanos is doing this is to impress a lady, right? In the book, I, I don't know, like, what the story they're going to use here. Yeah, in the Marvel movies, but factual, like, factually, in that's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. impress okay. Lady Death. Lady Death. Death. Okay, so remember that. All for some plus, but I don't know how it's going to work out here or what they're going to plan here. Now, I know. If I remember correctly, because we talked about this a little before one of our old episodes. Yeah. He successfully kills everybody, and he does it a couple more times because he gets bored. And I forget on what the third try, I think they actually saved the day. So I don't know how they're going to do this, how many parts it's going to take. But it sounds really cool. I mean, it sounds to me there if they're... If they're going to follow the comics, then we're looking at, like, three or four of these movies, like, coming out. But if they're not, and they're just going to do maybe two. I think as far as what they've announced for, like, their upcoming movie schedule, mm-hmm. I think it's at least a two-parter. Okay. I don't know anything about beyond that. How do you feel about the Venom movie? That one I'm not nearly as excited about. Why? Like, Tell like, me why. The trailer was just garbage. Like It was, it was all it right. It showed nothing cool, really. Yeah. I don't know. It, it didn't I don't give know. you much to, Yeah. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. It doesn't have the same team writing it, too. It has oh. Sony people writing it. So oh. They don't have a great track record. No, Sony has Spider-Man a terrible track record. Stuff. Yeah. Well, that is depressing. <laughs> Already going in the trash can here at Jurassic Black Tongues. Hey, who knows? Maybe they'll come out with a trailer that actually shows some cool shit, and I'll change my mind. But just that one trailer that they did show during the Super Bowl did not look great. So hopefully they improve oh. it. Damn, that's terrible. Oh, I mean, no one has potential to be awesome, because I do love Venom. I think he's awesome. No, Venom's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. I think he's sick. It's just, it couldn't go either really, really good, or it's going to be like absolute shit, which I hope it isn't. But based on that trailer, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. No, no, I totally, I totally get it. I mean, you're right. Sony doesn't have a great track record. I mean, what's the last, can you genuinely think of the last great thing Sony's done? I like Spider-Man 1 and 2, like the originals with Tobey Maguire. Those two were good. See, I like 3 and everybody hated 3. I liked uh, 3 had a little bit too much going on, but I I did love that the Sandman finally held awesome. I I just am really into Sandman. I think he's an awesome villain or anti-hero, however you see Sandman. Um, let's see, what other, what other trailers did we talk about here? Because I feel like I'm missing a trailer that I wanted to tell you about, but I'm not sure. Maybe the Avengers, Panther, we covered There was that. the news about Wonder Woman 2. How, I have not seen anything on that, actually. Well, I haven't seen, there's no trailer or anything for it yet. It's okay. just been announced that they just added to the cast. Uh, they have Kristen Wiig from Saturday Night Live. Oh! Associated with, like, comedy yeah. parts. She's being cast as uh, Barbara Minerva Cheetah, who is one of, like, Wonder Woman's greatest villains. That's a really weird part for her to get. And, and uh, just like that Venom trailer, it could go really, really well, or it could really blow up in their faces. I, I really s- hope it does well. I still haven't even watched Wonder Woman. Oh, you haven't seen the first? No. Is oh, it man. 
you like it? It was, a, it was good. It was good? Okay, well, wait, well, hold on. We're talking DC movies here that aren't animated. Yeah. How so, good was it really? So, so, in that sense, it's the best thing they've ever done. In terms of, like, regular okay. comic book movie uh, lore... I mean, it's middle of the pack. There's, like, a weird, shitty CGI part where they, like, forget to, like, give Ares, the villain of it, a right face, so you just see the actor's face. So, like, a, a, giant, a giant mind slip like that is kind of, like, it's pretty unforgivable. But, I mean, hey, it's a DC movie, so you gotta give them credit for trying, I guess, right? It's just so weird. They make, like, some of the best animated movies you'll ever see. But they can't make one successful movie. Well, I guess this was a technical success. I mean, I guess the, the Chris Nolan Batman movie was pretty solid, right? The Dark Knight trilogy. Dark Knight, yeah. Dark Knight trilogies were good. It's they were. Right. They were. I mean, what two was the best one, right? That we're going with here. I like three. I like the one with Bane, you know. But I know people are gonna go, you know, he's <laughs> later, you know. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, we're both okay. I like three more. I like three more. I was in the three more. That's just me. I mean, whatever. Whatever. So, okay. So, they've had some success. I'm not going to say it's all been bad. But overall, it's been kind of pretty good. They're not doing what Marvel's doing right now. Let's put it that way. Yeah. They're, trying, they're trying to compete with them, but they are failing. Failing miserably. Don't even get me started with <laughs> Logan, which was... I don't know if you got a chance to see Logan. That was just fucking great. Yeah, that one was awesome. That was just... Oh, my God. <laughs> it just... Every time I go into theaters now and it's Marvel-related... I lose my shit. Also, I got free tickets to go see it. Midnight release. Wow. Compliments of uh, our, our, our buddy John. Oh, wow. So nice. I also, you know, totally welcome to be on these episodes one day if you want. Winks, hit, smiley face. In fact, I'm going to do, I want to do an episode about it, but we got to get you to see it too. So when it comes out, we're going to get you in that theater. Because I want to do a whole episode, but I don't want to give I don't want to give anything away unless you totally know everything that's going on. Because okay. I want your reactions. About Logan? No, 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 no. About uh, Infinity Wars. Oh, okay, okay. That's the ticket I got for Infinity oh, Wars. Oh, I thought you said you gave you a Logan ticket. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It, well, I was talking about Infinity Wars, everybody, for okay, the okay, confusion okay. there. Yeah, I have a free ticket to the Infinity Wars. So Even better. yeah, so that's the minute it comes out. Maybe a couple days after, we're going to have a draft, have black tongues about that. It's going to be real sick. I'm super pumped for that. So video game-wise, I mean, you know, we haven't touched anything about that. Right. So it's, oh, oh my god, that was the trailer. Yeah, okay. Alright, so, first of all, uh, for people that are watching on the camera right now, I'm doing like a little, like, lounge here. Like, I'm just not very comfy, so now I'm just doing a little poster pose for you, for the ladies. There you go. Keep that. What just happened? We'll keep a secret. Stay tuned to see. You have to see what just happened. So you got to go to our YouTube page to see what I just oh, did. Oh shit! There you yeah, go. Little secret move That's I just did. <laughs> yeah, the, the reel has been released. Oh, wow. Some baits been put on the reel. <laughs> um, the Deadpool Chew trailer looks absolutely amazing. I love Cable. I think now I here's my thing about Cable. The most I know about Cable, obviously, besides watching X Men in the nineties was back when my buddy had the big book of X-Men and I got to read a little bit about his bio, which is like a rare book these days. Uh, I think my buddy still has it. If I can get my hand on the big book of X-Men, or if we could outright pay for it, I would love to do a giraffes have black tongues about it. It's like a... Is it like, a, like, a, or like an encyclopedia of like it is character a, and like stats or something? It is a book about every single X-Men and a, like a photo and information about them going all the way back they get like for instance wolverine they go all the way back to when he was in the canadian avengers alpha flight yep yeah. so they even have magot in there alpha flight who we touched on in that baby giraffes episode that you guys can all go and listen to right now yep so Try there you there, there you go, go. yeah they even have magot in there for those of you that don't know who magot is is he's a mutant who has maggots two giant maggots that rescend into his stomach. He's actually quite disgusting. But his ability is, is that he can absorb all forms of matter. He's actually quite OP. This couch, he could eat this whole couch. He could, if there was a nuke, he could absorb it with his maggots. It's, he's actually really sick mutant, but no one ever talks about him. Is he a good guy? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, or he could make a, a terrifying result. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a good guy, but we can find out. I, I don't will, know. We will soon know. We'll soon know. We're gonna mean Dave. We're gonna try to put our pull our minds here together and try to see how much the book is, and maybe we can reveal it. Do like a little episode, show you guys pages, and that'll be a drafts have black tongues minis right there. 
But going back to Deadpool, what are all his abilities? It looks like he was whooping Deadpool's ass. And I know Deadpool has the samurai and ninja abilities that are above this world. Is he really that much like better or stronger than Deadpool? So, like, in the books, he has telekinetic and telekinesis powers. So it's sort of like mind control, and he can also move things with his mind. He's also got the uh, uh, techno. So he's from the future. Um, he got infected with the uh, legacy virus. Oh, okay. And so because of that, he had to get the metal arm. It kind of, like, punishes him. He also kind of, in, in some variations of the stories, he's also got uh, MODs, like basically they're just replacement bodies that he just implants his mind into at the end of each day or if he gets oh, killed no or shit. injured. So yeah. So I mean, it, it's a super convoluted story, so it all depends on like where you are picking up from, what version of him you're going to get. But yeah, yeah, it's mostly for the most part, it's like telekinesis and uh, uh, bio arm thing. Those are like his main power sets. Then he's also a master gunsman. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, I saw him giving Deadpool the hands a little bit, and I was like, what, what are his skill sets here? So, oh, well, now we know. Uh, How do you feel about the team he's assembling? So, if it's an actual X-Force team, because the rumor was that Fox was planning on doing an actual X-Force like spin-off movie based on how well this does, mm. which, if that's what happens, that would be the greatest thing ever. X-Force is my favorite X-Men variation story. Go. Give it to us, Dave. Give it who's on the X-Force. I mean, there there's a handful of different teams, but in this one, it kind of looks like it's the more recent one, which was like, Deadpool was a member of it. He's never been a leader of it. So it's just been a, kind of like the comic relief on the pages. Yeah. Um, but he, he teamed up with like Wolverine was the leader at the time. Most of the time, it's either going to have Wolverine as the leader or else Cable, depending on what variation you're reading. Lots of times, if you're reading Cable's version, Domino is always on there because the two of them are in a long-standing relationship. What are the odds because of all the weirdness that's going on with Disney and everything that we're going to see Wolverine in this Deadpool movie. So that's the other thing that's on the internet now is that they did a bunch of reshoots and everyone is thinking it was solely to get in some like guest cameo appearance. So I don't know. I mean, if those rumors are true, then it sounds a little bit more likely. I hope it's not Wolverine because I'm fucking sick and tired of Wolverine as I've expressed countless times. Why? I love I Wolverine. Yes, can't the character and they never let him die. They bring back a thousand different variations of him. Because he's Wolverine. Wolverine. He's the best. He's one of the oldest and best X-Men around. Civil War times, Uh he was a mutant. I mean, you gotta give it to him. He's so good. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Wolverine. So, I mean, if it is him, that could be, that would be cool. Okay. I don't think they're going to recast. I think if they do bring him back, it's going to be Hugh Jackman again. Even though he said, like, Logan was the last thing he wanted to do as Wolverine. Yeah, but once you start, you know what's funny? In Thor Ragnarok, who plays Thor's father again? Uh, Anthony. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins was like, before this, was like, I'm never doing another Thor movie again. You start waving those dollar bills around, boom, he's in Thor Ragnarok. So who knows yeah. what people will do when money. Yeah. LA is such a fickle place. Like, when people start waving cash around, people are just like, oh, I guess I'm doing this, this again. So. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the rest of the guys that look like they're on the team. Terry Crews, it hasn't been revealed yet, like, which parts they're playing, so it's all speculation on whether or not he's GW Bridge or this other mutant character, whose whose name I forget because I've never actually read anything with him. But uh, GW Bridge is actually on a couple of the uh, Cable X-Force teams, so that would make sense if that's who he's playing. Uh, Domino, who we mentioned, Domino, her mutant ability is uh, she can manipulate luck, so it always comes out in her favor. So basically, like, if there's some scenario where you, like, she can manipulate the probability odds of anything, so it always works out for her. So let's say the building is falling on top of her, and she has to jump on top of rocks to climb out of the building. She can increase her odds of doing this. Yeah, her power will make it so that she can just make it perfectly. So she's like a reverse Jinx. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's sick. Yeah. That's way better than Jinx itself. And then, uh, so Bill Skarsgård, youngest of the Skarsgård brothers, the one who plays Pennywise in the new It's, mm-hmm. um, the, he's in the background there as well. And it looks like his face is kind of covered by a mask, which has a lot of people speculating that he's playing Chamber. Again, oh. who I also mentioned in that last episode of Baby Giraffes. Check it out. Chamber is an awesome character. When he first got his mutant ability, he didn't know how to control it. And because of that, it caused his mouth to blow off of him. Like, he blew up his own mouth, basically. That's sick. So he has to wear a uh, scarf or, like, a mask over his mouth at all times because his power is he projects a a fiery uh, bomb substance 
out of his uh, mouth. So he's a cool character. I've never really read any X-Force stuff with him on the team, though. So I don't know if he's ever actually dabbled in X-Force territory or not. But yeah, he's a cool character, so that could be a really nice addition. And then the last one, comedian Rob Delaney, is shown in the background with a mustache. And he's also shown later on in the trailer in like a uh, silver photo with the name Peter. So it's rumored that he might be playing one of two characters. Now, while you, while you do this, do you still, I'm going to do some more camera stuff for you guys at home while Dave explains this character <coughs> a little bit. You'll only get to see this if you uh, go to our YouTube page here. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry for being rude. Okay? Yeah, check it out. So he's listed as Peter, and it's believed he's either going to be Colossus, whose real, whose real name is Peter Rasputin, because we haven't seen the actual like human form of him since like X-Men Days of Future Past, and it's this is, for this continuality, it's a different Colossus now, so he could potentially be him. The other one is Pete Wisdom, who's on the uh, British team Excalibur. I believe that he played Delicious. one of the two. Keep going, I'm sorry. I don't know. Was, oh, no, that's it. Head of the team there. Okay. All right. So I just had to stop and grab something real quick. <laughs> it is a mystery item. Yeah. That's good. So when is the release date of this movie? No, no clue. I don't know. Okay, that's a fine. A month? Okay, listen. For those of you that don't, that know... Let's know what drafts have black tongues. Sometimes we don't have all the info. It's coming soon. We don't know the exact date, which is fine. We're not perfect. Getting into video games, though. I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter, as you guys know. I bought the arcade out. May 18th. May 18th. Okay, never mind. Fuck you guys. See, we're full of information. <laughs> so, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter Five. I got the DLC for the arcade edition now. It's fully locked in. You'll be seeing a full grip Street Fighter tournament soon. I got to talk to the owner. Got to work everything out. He already said whenever I'm ready. So I'm saying not this month, but next month. It's Street Fighter time. So you guys can go on down to full grip games and get your Street Fighter on. Located 121 East Market Street, Akron, Ohio. I've been using Abigail and I've been rocking it. For those of you that don't know who Abigail is, Abigail is just like a huge monster, slow biker person. That's the best way to explain him. But also why we're uh, doing stuff in the background here, which you guys can't see, I'm going to give Dave a visual of what Abigail looks like. That way he can uh, see for himself. But yeah, I like Abigail. He takes up a lot of the screen is his only problem. I'm picturing Birdie, I think, is the guy's name I'm thinking of. Is he like the him? black guy with the mohawk? His chains, like he's a biker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Birdie, yeah. Okay, okay. Abigail takes up like the whole goddamn screen. Oh, and shit. it's almost impossible to block with him. You can block low, but he just cannot get there the way he needs to be, which is fine. He has a lot of approaches and stuff, and I'm getting better. But it's, he's just not quite there. He's missing something. And he can punch projectiles away. So if oh, a fireball comes out, he just punches it, That's and it just gets nulled. <laughs> so he's a, he's a vote for one of my favorite characters. People really obsessed with Blanca. Because you can also unlock uh, mascot suits, so Blanca mascot suit is a thing, and people are really obsessed with him. So that's been a lot of fun. But yeah, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. If you were gonna buy Street Fighter, and I'm gonna say this right now for those of you that missed that boat or don't know, never buy a fighting game on the release day. Now, some of you are gonna go, I want to play it now. I don't give a shit about how much money I paid. Listen, I love the fighting game community. I love you guys. Don't waste your money like that. Yes, you want to get good. Yes, you want to get all your text down. You want to be able to beat. You want to be able to hit the tournament scene. You want to be able to hit the ground running. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. But save your money a little bit. For example, when Street Fighter came out, the biggest problem was that there was nothing. They had no story mode. Just had the characters, and you had verse. You had online stuff. That's it. And you barely had online stuff. Then everything unleashed all at once. You got all the characters. Then they came out of the Arcade Edition. The Arcade Edition comes with, like, Season 3 unlocked on top of Season 2 and your Season 1 and your Story Mode all for 60 bucks. So you're paying a whole nother 60 bucks again just to download all the costumes and stuff. Mm. Save your money. Wait for the Arcade Edition to come out. Me buying it now has, is saving me is the perfect time to buy it because even when another season comes out... I've already saved a truck ton of money. And I, you guys can probably hear a little bit of it in the background. 
I'm just loading up to show Dave here what Abigail looks like. But yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna do fighting games, my advice to you guys would be to save your money, wait for the Holy Shit edition to come out, and just go with that. You know, that's that's just me. Yeah, it seems like with fighting games, especially they always have extra DLC characters down the line that they're always gonna plan on releasing. Oh, okay, Justice yeah. they just released the ultimate collection. I think they're calling it Legendary Edition. And now I don't, I don't know if they're gonna have more seasons, but you're just gonna waste money if you don't just wait a couple. And and some people want to get in on the ground floor, and I get that. You don't want to be behind. You don't want people to fucking show you up, and that's fine. Okay. Yeah, for those of you that can hear Abigail's slow voice in the background here. That dude is slow. Yeah, no, he's he's super huge. We'll also, during the podcast today, after we sign off, we'll uh, we'll have the camera going still, and we'll be doing some uh, Street Fighter V matches. So, that's another great thing about Drafts Have Black, Black Tongues minis is you get to see what we're doing when we're bullshitting. You get a little bit more of the pie. But yeah, he's just a big <laughs> brute. monster. And these it's is like a fucking it, house. You basically just do this to keep people away. You just do jabs and this, and that's all you have to do. And it's it's really nice. But yeah, if you want to see what Abigail's all about, go to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Minis, and you'll get to see a video of us just doing Street Fighter today. And you'll get to see more stuff like that, a little behind the scenes action. So let's see what else. What anything else you got for us today, Dave? Not a problem in my mind right now. Nothing I can think of. I mean, that's about a wrap for the first video podcast episode, I believe. And once again, a special thanks to the one person who has been so gracious enough to let us use his music, Daniel Burbank, and to Donald Lewandowski. Of course, you make everything possible with your video and audio wizardries. I'm Dave. I'm Dave. Wait. I'm Ralph. Nope. Oh, I messed that up. Donnie, please edit that. I'm Ralph. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. All right. Okay. For the love of God, Donnie, please fix that. I'm Ralph. And I'm Dave. And you guys stay classy. We're going to keep going with some uh, video stuff. And remember, if you want to see it, you go to our YouTube page at GHBT Minis. Yep. And you can also get us everywhere else online at Twitter, Giraffes HBT Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash giraffes have black tongues. Yeah. And also, we'll be probably showing some videos of Street Fighter of us just talking shit while we're playing. So please, yeah, view, view the Facebook because the Facebook gives you information about what we're doing and what's coming up next. So yeah, you stay classy, America. Follow all the links in the description. Like, share, subscribe. Send us to your friends and your enemies. Uh, give us some comments. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about next time. Uh, if you have comic books you want me to talk about, let me know. Every, anything, just give us some comments. Let yeah. us know what's going on. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Overall, let us know what you think about us. Even if you hate us, you know what? In my mind, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So we would rather even you hate us and let us know about it. Just send us some comments. All right. All right. Later, guys.